everyone. Today is May 2nd, 2020, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This is the week that we finally got a new box. Everyone's been waiting for it. Um, I think the results of the box were a little unexpected, but we're going to roll with it and talk about Truth Universe. Um, talk about the URs and SRs for sure. I think we're gonna also going to talk about some of the other archetypes like the Malefics and the Double Ds. We have Duelist Chronicles this week as the main PvE event. Two new cards and really powerful Synchro Monster is one of them, but we'll talk about how to get that out. And also some dual skills. Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. Doug has a straight-up cheese deck if you're into that type of thing. Jester Queen with a bunch of equip spells. So... Uh, kind of like an OTK, high-risk deck. Um, if you're into that type of thing, or if you're just into checking out podcasts, any deck-building thing in general, Doug Dimmenduel has that deck for you right there. So, my own end of the month, um, I put down Monarchs for the week, I think, and then I started playing Synchro Toolbox for a little bit, and I even went back to Six Sams. All of this got me to Legend 3, and I went back to Legend 1, I think. So, I, um, yeah, so that didn't really go anywhere. I was just tired of... I actually did get to 200 wins, which was really rare for me. I usually don't play that many duels. But I was able to get those in. But no King of Games, so... It doesn't matter anymore, really. Like, there's no more, you know, anything to fight over. It's just... I guess it's just those gems that you fight over for the King of Games. And your title, I guess, but... Overall, it accounted to nothing. Starting off the new month with a new meta. That is it. Uh, esports, we're just going to talk about one tournament. There's been other tournaments going on, but um, we're just doing it for the sake of it. And none of the new decks have cracked the top four yet, I think. They're still, they're still in the unrefined zone, or maybe they're not good enough. We don't know. But um, we may see the, the double D decks get there someday, but... Uh, right now, Duel Links Meta Weekly 122. I actually had two of these tournaments this week. We're just going to talk about this one here. Um, first place, Turbo Man Level Augmentation, Shiranoi. Same deck you've seen a lot of times. You know, this deck's going to dominate, uh, so as long as there are no nerfs. And, uh, Gozuki's pretty much a main card in the deck, primarily for the second ability where you could banish the cards from the graveyard. That's what you put it over, um... Samurai Skull, when you're playing some other zombie decks, I think Vampire specifically, they really liked Samurai Skull over Gozuki. Um, now with this type of deck, you definitely need Gozuki over Samurai Skull. Because that was more about the disposing the monster in the graveyard, a trigger versus like a, a, an, a, an ability you activate on your own. So, you know, this is the same old deck. Um... Melissa Squad's really good, and Shiranui. Phoenix Chain's good anywhere. Floodgate's good anywhere. So, Artifact Lancia's good in the meta. Second place, Bob Esponja. Level Augmentation. Shiranui. This is, again, a Shiranui deck, but a little bit of a different build here. Got three, um, three Gozukis. So, instead of one, you typically see one. Got three Gozukis here. Um, and this is easier. This deck looks a little easier to build than the other one. Uh, one, there's no Fiendish Chain. Gozuki is a card that people just had. It's a Crimson Kingdom card. You know, people who played Vampires, Red Eye Zombie, they always had Gozuki. So it's just a good card there. And this deck is a little easier to build in that regard. It does run three Artifact Lancias, which requires three uh, URs from Future Horizon, which is something. Uh, three Forbidden Lance, three cards from Valhalla Calling. I think that's a card I have three of for some reason. I, I bought a lot of Valhalla Calling. Anyways, this is just a slightly different build of the same deck. Top 4, Luxon Grit Heroes. Uh, we see an evolution. Grit, Grit Heroes have kind of settled in Tier 3. You don't see them a ton, but they're still good. Destiny Hero Malicious is gone. So right now we have Plasma, 3 Ferris, 3 Stratus, 1 Decider. I think that one's new there in this deck. 2 Increase, 2 Vision Hero Increase. One Celestial, that's a normal card. 
two Vions, two Econ, two Chalice, three Mass Change, one Poly. So, um, yeah, two copies of Malicious are gone. I think Chalice is useful in the deck. It helps Anki hit for a full attack. That's kind of what the combo is. Instead of cutting his attack in half, you can also let Trinity, uh, when it has like 5,000 hit, you know, hit for life points, I guess. Top 4 Serenity, no mortal can resist. Shiranoi again. So they're torn between two dual skills. We always talked about no mortal can resist getting nerfed. I don't think level Augs would get nerfed. If it does, there's like level duplication. There's other, other level modulating skills you could run. So it seems like they're going to head that way. If this nerf ever does come through, which I suspect is delayed because of coronavirus. Yeah, in this tournament, the cards haven't been released yet, I think. I think in the next tournament, there were some uh, cards released, but they didn't really crack. They only made the top 16 instead of the top um, 4. Even the Battle Phase tournament. Battle Phase 54, I'm just going to look at the deck. Top 4, we got... Heroes, Shiranui, Black Wings, Cyber Dragons, and nothing new there. And then the top eight, Luke Tyler, has a balanced double D deck. So, um, Depth has in the top 16, Tie That Binds Crystal deck. Okay, so Crystals seem to have gotten somewhere, I guess. Crystals with no Rainbow Dragon. Okay, how about that? This is interesting. Ziggy with Battery Man, top 16. That's amazing. Okay. In the in the Duel's meta tier list, Shiranui, you know, obviously with all those wins, they, they moved up to tier 1. Um, it seems like they're going to stay here. Like, they're tier 1, tier 2. They kind of shuttle them back and forth. Either, it's still a dominant deck. We, we have Thunder Dragons in tier 1. Tier 2, Dark Magician, Crystrons, and Element Sabres. Element Sabres have been dropped. Tier 3, Cyber Dragons... Black Wings and Masked Hero. And Blue Eyes is off the tier list. I think it had a poor showing in some of these tournaments where they only had like two in the top 32. So they're, they've been cut off. But just because they don't show up on this tier list doesn't mean that you're not going to see it a ton in the ladder. I think in the last week of duelings, I think that was the most common deck I've seen. And that does tell you something about how people are just running Blue Eyes to end the season, which is, doesn't seem right, right? If it's. If it's really a really good deck, it would have made King of Games. But there's some weakness going on. But they do get a buff from the new box. So there's this little thing going on called the New Week and End of the Week campaign. The End of the Week campaign is a thing that they usually did. They've been doing it for like a year. Where they give you a pack, um, more than a year. They give you a pack of cards from event exclusive cards. And you just open it at the end of the week. Now they have a new week campaign where they give you gems, I believe, in the beginning of the week. So, um, yeah. But there was some controversy about how many gems they were actually giving. They were saying they were giving like 30, but then they gave like 5. So I don't know exactly what is going on here. But um, we are getting gems in some capacity, which is better than no gems. Of course, you know, they could kind of trick you with how many um Gems to give you through other events and cut that down. But um, overall, I guess this is a positive and not really something to complain about. Now it's time to get to the whole new box. And this is something that everyone's been waiting for. I think there was a huge lull in the game for a bit. And people were just waiting for any um, new card release. And we know that these are going to come less often, so it's less stress on gems or whatever but um i think the impressions on this box is that at first everyone looked at it and they thought it was garbage but then um upon uh, another look at it it could be decent and there this box does introduce a bunch of new things um in addition you know normally every box is going to have new archetypes and that's just a given but this one has new types like the cybers archetype that's a whole new thing and then um i think that's the main thing this box does but um it's called truth universe by the way and um some of the 
other archetypes, malefics, uh, double Ds, and cybers, and dino wrestlers. And overall, I think the double D archetype has just uh, come out strong, and it seems like it's it seems like it's going to be a tiered archetype. Um, the other ones we'll still have to figure out, but um, we'll go over the cards right now. As usual, I'm going to go through URs and SRs, and we'll see what of the archetypes I'll cover. Otherwise, depending on time or next week, we'll do it too. But we'll get to every card eventually in this box. First, the URs and SRs, and as per usual, this is a main box. Uh, so all the URs, there's one. All the SRs, there's two. This actually makes me wonder whether we can time uh, Zexel based on this box. Just based off memory, um, Stardust Acceleration was the first box where we had Synchro Summoning. And that was box number 15. And then you add in all the other mini boxes. And now we're all the way up to number 27. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, Truth Universe is number 27. There's probably another mini box. So that's been good 12 sets. Um, plus 11 mini boxes. And Gaia Genesis was the last box before Synchros. Yeah, so I guess they've, they've just increased the number of boxes with Synchros. But let's just get to the cards anyways. A bit of a digression. URs and SRs. Malefic Stardust Dragon. Level 8 Dark Dragon. 2500, 2000. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by banishing a Stardust Dragon from your extra deck. And cannot be special summoned by other ways. There can only be one Malefic Monster on the field. Face up field spells cannot be destroyed by effects. Other monsters you control cannot declare an attack. If there is no face-up field card on the field, destroy this card. So all the Malefic Monsters are a really aggressive, boom-or-bust archetype. And they're going to need three copies of their field spell, Malefic World, and also three copies of a tutor called Malefic Territory. And you don't, you have to max out on these uh, cards because it gives you six shots at drawing your field spell, which gets the whole thing going. The good thing about it is that you can get as many of these on the board, these monsters onto the board. So let's say you have your field spell and three malefic monsters. You can cheat out a full board of monsters, and they're all pretty strong. So it's a pretty powerful archetype. Now, Stardust Dragon is just 2,500, 2,000. It's not too good. But what it excels at is that it protects your field spell. Note that these cards can't exist without a field spell. They're kind of like the Earthbound Immortals. So this will prevent your field spell from being destroyed by effects. Um, where this really shines is against a card that does not target. And one really good example is probably one of the best Synchro Monsters around. That is Black Rose Dragon. So let's say you have this guy on the field. It will protect your field spell from Black Rose Dragon. And it's, and it's, in a sense, the whole board, obviously, but um, prevent some kind of non-target destruction. That's what the whole goal of Malefic Stardust Dragon is. Um, even if you do have in your deck, you're probably not going to have too many of these guys because you need to run some of your stronger monsters. So, And, of course, you have to banish the card in your extra deck. You're not going to fill your deck up with some Stardust Dragon. So... Yeah, this is just to protect your field spell. It's kind of the whole point of this card here. Next one is a Synchro Monster Ancient Pixie Dragon Level 7. Dragon Synchro Dark. Pretty much a dark Ancient Fairy Dragon. 2100, 3000. Generic requirements. After resolving a field spell that was activated during your turn, draw one card. You can only use this effect once per turn. Once per turn, you can target a face-up attack position monster on the field. Destroy it. Must be a face-up spell card on the field to activate and resolve this effect. So, you know, same things as Ancient Fairy Dragon. Uh, field spell synergy on high defense. Um, this card just... If this card just destroyed one monster a turn, 
it's probably not good enough. You already have better generic synchros, like Fortune Lady Every is a banish every turn. Rakiri is a well it's like a Rakiri's you know, black wings, but it destroys up to multiple monsters a turn. This is a little slow. You have to target a face up attack position monster. It's a bit conditional. What this does do is you can draw a card. So that's a little better than um just destroying monsters. So you get draw a card and then you get to destroy monsters. But overall, um it's only something to consider if you're definitely running a deck that relies on field spells and you have a level seven slot for your synchro. I think this is probably not gonna be on everyone's list because level seven synchros are probably the best level in dual links, so this is probably on the outside looking in in terms of those decks, but any other deck that needs a field spell, this is just something to consider every so often if you have um level seven slot available. Next card is Triple D Flame King Genghis, level six Fire Fiend. Requires the fusion of two double Ds, 2,500. If another double D monster is special summoned to your field, while you control his face-up card, except during the damage step, target a double D monster in your graveyard, special summon it. You can only use this effect of Triple D Flame King Genghis once per turn. If this card is destroyed by battle, or if it's, or if it's destroyed by opponent's card effect, you can target a dark contract in your graveyard and add it to your hand. Not much stat-wise, refusing two monsters for 2,000, which kind of reminds you of those really, really old fusion monsters. But what this does is it helps you swarm a board full of monsters. So this guy's on the field. You fuse it from your hand. That's just a little thing that they do. And you special summon a monster, and then you target one in the graveyard, and then you special summon it. And there's a, there's a synergy with an SR card, which we'll talk about later, but um, the whole point of this is to flood the board, and that's what it does. And then there's another thing where you could add a dark, dark contract cycle from the graveyard. Next card is Malefic Paradox Gear, level 1 Dark Machine, no stats. Yeah, 0, zero I mean. If a face-up field spell is on the field, you contribute this card, special summon a Malefic Parallel Gear from your deck, then add a Malefic Monster from your deck to your hand, except for this one. A Malefic Monster would banish a monster to special summon itself by this way. You can banish this card you control, or in your graveyard instead, you can use each effect once per turn. This does a lot of things. You have it on the field, you tribute it to special summon the... Parallel Tuner, which is a level 2 tuner. And then you could tutor any of your monsters. So the whole goal of this is to Synchro Summon. Um, the thing about the Parallel Gear is it lets you Synchro Summon from the hand. So that number 2 is on the board. You need an 8, and then you make a 10. That's the whole goal. So that Stardust Dragon we mentioned is you know also useful for being a level 8. Um... Yeah, so that's Malefic Paradox Dragon, which is a level 10. So, yeah. It's a one card. We need the field spell. It's a one card into a Synchro Summon, which is really strong. So, yeah. Really strong. Next card is Double D Swirl Slime. Dark Fiend, level 2, 200, 200. If this card is in your hand, you can Fusion Summon one Triple D Fusion Monster from your extra deck using monsters from your hand as fusion materials, including this one. You can banish this card from your graveyard, special summon a double D from your hand. You can use each effect of double D Swirl Slime once per turn. This is kind of, this is the only fusion card in the, that we're getting in this box. And it kind of works like the Hex Fusions, where they, uh, not Hex, yes, Sealed sealed Hex Fusion, whatever you call those guys. They are the fusion card themselves. And they're also a material, so it won't cost you... This won't even cost you a summon. It's in your hand. You could fusion summon that triple D straight from it. So let's say the Genghis. You just need two monsters, so you need Swirl Slime and then some other double D. And then you got that card on the board. 
really good. Doesn't even cost you a summon for a fusion summon. So it's a free fusion summon on a triple D. This is a core card. And yeah, and then it can also give you a, a special summon in the graveyard. So it does so much. Probably will never be normal summoned. It'll just be a hand trick right there to get this archetype going. This is the chase card of the box and why it will be expensive. Hopefully you won't need three of these, but you'll probably need at least two. Next card is Degrade Buster, level 7, Fire, Cybers, 25-25. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by banishing two Cybers monsters from your graveyard. You can target one monster your opponent controls of higher attack than this card, quick effect, banish it until the end phase. You can use this effect once per turn. So, this card is the first Cybers monster, so congrats on being that. Um... Kind of reminds me of um, cards that come out for free like Chaos Dragon Levineer. So this is special summoned by banishing two Cyburses from your graveyard. So it seems like the Cyburse archetype wants to fill up the graveyard. So you need some kind of mill thing going on. So banish two for free. That's 2,500, which is good. Target one monster opponent controls with higher attack, quick effect, banish it until the end phase. So... It's kind of like Psyframe Lord Zeta. I think about that card. That card does it for over like a two, like two turns, though, like your turn and your opponent's turn. So it's a little better than this one. But this is a quick effect in that you can do it again. They come back during the end phase, and then you could just do it again. It's quick effect. So it's really good for that regard to disrupt your opponent's plays and also being an aggro card on its own. Next card is Dark Dust Spirit. This could be one of the chase cards. For some generic decks, level 6 Zombie Spirit, 2200-1800. Cannot be normal summoned during the end phase of the turn. This card is normal summoned or flipped face up. Return it to the hand. When this card is normal summoned or flipped face up, destroy all other face up monsters on the field. So, this, this is good with any ramp, really. Um, you're going to try to tribute summon for a level 6, so you just need one monster on the board. Plenty of options for ramp, Gillosaurus, um, Cherry Amados, um, Reborn Frog. There's, a, there's like a million ramp cards and Duel Links. Um, not a great card in a meta where you set all the monsters, but it seems decent in the current meta where the only decks that are really setting things are like Blue Eyes. Pretty good card. Another good card. Miscellaneous Saurus, level 4, Fire, Dinosaur, 1800-1000. During either player's main phase, you can send this card from your hand to the graveyard. During this main phase, Dinosaur-type monsters you control are unaffected by your opponent's activated effects. You can banish any number of Dinosaur monsters from your graveyard, including this one. Special summon a Dinosaur monster from your deck with a level equal to the total number of monsters banished to activate this effect, but destroy it during the end phase. You can only use this effect once per turn. Very, very good general dinosaur support. Hand trick. It enables banish, which has some synergy with like um, survival's end. And then you can ramp the special summon a dinosaur from the deck. Um, nice card to support any dinosaur deck. And we saw um, a deck from Duel Links Lounge that was um, retweeted. And this is a fire type a fire attribute in an invoke deck, a dinosaur invoke deck. So this enables a lot of play. Very, very good card uh, to make dinosaurs work in any capacity. Finally, the last UR is a trap card called Just the Break. Normal trap. Activate only when your opponent declares an attack against the face-up normal monster you control. Destroy all monsters on the field except for face-up attack position normal monsters. There's a lot. There's two. There's two normal monsters in the meta, and they're pretty well known. The Dark Magician and Blue Eyes. Maybe you've heard of those cards. Normal support isn't meta though. It's not like people are running um, order to charge stuff like that. But this is like a Mirror Force, which hits like a Mirror Force. It has some upside. I think this is a card that you could just sneak into some of those decks. Um, of course, you probably have to cut down on some other cards like. Like effect monsters. Like some effect monsters on the board. You definitely need your blue eyes or 
uh, Dark Magician, and that is situational. Like, it kind of limits your plays. Let's say you're a Dark Magician, um, and you want to get into a play with um, Paladin, uh, Dark pa- no, um, Dark Calvary. You're going to have to hold off because you, you want to use your Justice Break. Let's say you're Blue Eyes, you want to get into your level 9 single play. You're going to have to hold off because you want to use your Justice Break. There's always that limitation this card will hold you back and if it becomes obvious people are just going to play around they're just going to uh cosmic cyclones away if it becomes a meta card but i don't think it will be meta card just because it holds you back from getting into a next level play all right so now we're going to move on to the srs and of course uh in a box there are two srs which means if you're fishing for those urs you're going to get a ton of these cards First one's called Triple D, Gust, High King, Alexander, level 10, Wind, Fiend, Synchro, uh, generic requirements, 3,500. If three or more Triple D monsters are on the field, this card gains 3,000 attack. If another Double D monster is normal or special summoned to your field while this is on the field, you can target a Double D monster in your graveyard, special summon it. You can use this effect of Triple D, Gust, High King, Alexander, once per turn. Well, generic level 10 synchro, but it's not really splashable in all extra decks because it only has synergy with triple and double Ds. You're going to need three triple Ds on the board. This is going to be three 6,000 attack, which is super good. It could just end games right there. Um, it seems like it's a stretch, but I've seen it done very easily. In that dual quiz, they did it really easily, and I think I've played some duels, and they did it really easily. So... You know, um, it helps to swarm the board, these guys. And I think this card and the whole archetype of Double D is going to bring a card like Needle Sealing back. A card like Needle Sealing or Windstorm or um, Curse of Anubis, Wall of D, anything that... Some defensive trap where the more guys they have on the board, the worse they are. It's going to come back into the meta. And this is part of it. Next card is Malefic Blue Eyes White Dragon. Same stats as Blue Eyes, but it's dark. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by banishing Blue Eyes from your deck. There can only be one Malefic monster on the field. Other monsters you control cannot declare an attack. There's no face-up card in the field spell. Destroy this card. Again, it's a Malefic monster. It's a beat stick. Advantages and disadvantages. Let's see you're running some pure Malefic deck. You can have three blue eyes in your deck. Some cards you can't. Like the Synchro Monsters, you're kind of limiting your slots. So you're not going to be running three. Blue eyes, you can run three. Further, you can just play this in blue eyes. You can banish blue eyes straight out of the deck. Play this card. Now, there is an anti-synergy, though. Because... Blue Eyes have become a graveyard deck where you could just use the monster again and especially like alternative evolution um, Azure Eyes Silver Dragon brings a monster back there's various cards that bring them back and when you banish it with Malefic you're not going to be able to do it but this could spawn some new aggro Blue Eyes which is interesting Um, I have seen this deck played with a Mountain Kaiba the one that starts with peak performance Kaiba. So that's another way to play it, I guess. But um, I don't know how well it'll stick with the real deck itself. Like in the regular Blue Eyes deck. But overall in the Malefic deck, this doesn't occupy your extra deck. And there's three of them, which is advantageous. Next card is Malefic Rainbow Dragon. Dark 10 Dragon, 4,000 attack, 0 defense. Cannot be normal summon or set. This card cannot be special summoned except for removing from play one Rainbow Dragon from your hand or deck. There can only be one face-up Malefic monster on the field. Other monsters you control cannot declare an attack. There's no face-up field spell. Destroy this card. So if you're running just Malefics, this is an upgrade over Blue Eyes. Got 4,000 attack, and then you could also run three of them in your deck. So there's advantages. Um, let's say you're running pure Malefics and you're running out of space. You're definitely going to run these three... Uh, Rainbow Dragons over the Blue Eyes. 
because they're the same thing. They're just beaters in the end. So you take the 4,000 over the 3,000. Zero defense doesn't really matter in this meta. Sheer noise are amazing. They have zero defense. So just the main beater right here. I know Wrestler Capoeira Raptor. Uh, level 4 Earth Dinosaur 1800 Zero. This attack position card cannot be destroyed by battle. If this card is attacked, change it to defense at the end of the damage step. During the standby phase of this card is in defense. You can special summon a Dino Wrestler Kaipara Raptor from your deck. You can use this effect once return. I said it wrong because I should know how to say it. it's Kaipoera, so Kaipoera Raptor. Um, this card looks horrible on its outset without knowing the Dino Wrestler archetype, but they do have hand tricks to protect themselves and then to get other effects on the board. So the goal of this is to survive and special summon a Dino Wrestler. And with XCs coming and all that jazz, this is going to be two level four Earth Dinosaurs. You know, that's probably some recipe for XZ summoning. So that's something to consider. And also this is the earliest entry of the Dino Wrestlers. We only have a couple of them here. You might need this card in the future to build some Dino Wrestler deck down the line. So this is the rarest one we have right now. You might need to go get back and dig it later. Next card, Mousebroke. Hard Dragon and Drake. Level 4, Wind Dragon 2600. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned by card effect. If this special summoned from the hand or deck, you can double its attack and defense until the end of the next turn. If this card is special summoned from the graveyard or this banished card is special summoned, you can target one monster your opponent controls, destroy it, you can use each effect once per turn. There's a few ways to special summon this. I like cards like Flying Karma Curie 1 or Kid Moto. Get them destroyed, cheat this out of the deck. Um, it'll become a 4,200, which is pretty good. Um, it'll last the whole turn. So there. And then also Powerful Rebirth can special summon this from the graveyard. But then you won't get that 4,000 boost, but you'll still get a 2,100 attacker. And what it does is that will give it its control ability, a board control ability. So, solid card. It doesn't have a home, though. So, it's kind of a story with dragons that don't have an archetype. They're solid. No home. I don't know. That that, that 4,000 attack special summon, though, seems seems like it needs a spot. Just being that is too good to not have a spot, right? Next card is Malefic Territory, Continuous Spell. If this card is activated, you can activate a Malefic World from your deck. While this card, while that card is in the field zone, neither player can target a card in the field zone with card effects. The Malefic Monster effect quotes, There can only be one face-up Malefic Monster on the field becomes, There can only be one face-up Malefic Monster on the field of the same name. During the battle phase, negate the effects of face-up Malefic Monsters on the field. So like I said, when you're playing Malefics, you're going to need three field spells and three tutors. This is the tutor, and optimally you would open with this card instead of the field spell, so that you can thin out your deck. And then also, neither player can target cards in the field zone of card effects. That's what I meant with the uh, Stardust Dragon. If there's like a Cosmic Cyclone, this protects your... Malefic World from Cosmic Cyclone. Uh, it won't protect it from someone blowing up the board like Black Rose Dragon, though. So that's where um, that card comes in handy. Now Malefic Territory getting a hit by Cosmic Cyclone, but then you're going to hit two things, um, two Cosmic Cyclones. That would be a little costly. Now this also helps your Malefic Monsters stay on the board. It lets you flood the board and then also negate the negative effects they have where only one of them can hit per turn. So, you know, optimally you have this card instead of the field spell. Maybe you only run two of the field spell instead of three, so you make sure you... I don't know. We'll, we'll, maybe spell specialists? I don't know how they're going to build their decks, but you're going to want this card for sure in your opening hand. This is the, the number one card you need in that opening hand. Because um, it lets all your monsters do their aggro thing. And it's just. 
what works. Next card is called Dark Contract with the Gate Continuous Spell. During your main phase, you can add a double D monster from your deck to your hand. You can use this effect once per turn. Once per turn, take during your standby phase, take 1,000 damage. Very useful. You can tutor whatever double D monster each turn. Um, and then it will help you get into your fusion plays. You also take 1,000 damage. This archetype makes you take damage, which is helpful for activating life points. That's one of the appeals for the deck, though you do take the damage at the standby phase. If this gets a little too nutty, I think No Moral Can Resist can definitely go, but um, I don't know what skills are being run with this. I think it's a skillless deck as of now, but I think you definitely give the advantage to any deck I mean, any skill that needs losing life points. Next up is a Crystal Beast card, Rainbow Bridge. Uh, normal spell, add a Crystal Spell or Trap from your deck to your hand. That is it. And this card reminds me a lot of a very good card that ruled a really powerful archetype for a while, and that was Banishment of the Dark Lords. That one was just add a Dark Lord card from your deck to your hand, but it limited it at one per turn. This card you can use all three rainbow bridges on the same turn. Um, maybe Crystal Beast can just stop being a caddy for Crystrons. But they, don't, they have a rainbow dragon now. They have this uh, dark rainbow or malefic rainbow dragon now. So maybe there's something to it where they can spam beaters onto the board. But my my. Guess is probably not. I mean, I don't know. Next card is Dark Contract of the Swamp King. Continuous spell. During your main phase, you can fusion summon a fiend. Fusion monster from your extra deck using monsters from your hand or field has fusion material. You can use this effect once per turn. If summoning a double D monster fusion this way, you can also banish monsters from your graveyard as fusion material. Once per turn, take 1,000 damage. This is a pretty good card, too. It serves as the fusion spell for double Ds. Um, if you wanted to do more than one per turn, though, you're going to have to use a Swirl Slime. So, um, yeah, this lets you get into two fusion plays a turn. I think that's the main advantage. Also, it's flexible for using your graveyard monsters as fusion. So, you use the Swirl Slime first, and then you use this to make your second. That helps it ramp up the whole board flooding archetype that they do. Crystal Conclave. Mouse is broken again. Continuous Trap. Once per turn, if a face of Crystal Beast monster you control is destroyed by battle or card effect, you can special summon a Crystal Beast from your deck. You can send this face of card from the field to the graveyard, target one Crystal Beast card you control, and one card in the field, return them to your hand. So, this helps thin out your deck by cheating out the Crystal Beasts, which is kind of the end goal of the Rainbow Dragon. Um, it also does come with a bounce ability. It's kind of like a two for one. You cost two cards. You pay for this one. And yeah, you send this card to the graveyard. Then you target a crystal beast. And then one card to the hand, return them to the hand. So maybe this does help set up um, the uh, rainbow dragon. Because rainbow dragon, you just need one hit and you win the duel. So this card, you... I'll thin out your deck. You could special summon a crystal beast from the deck. And then you could also bounce it. So this is probably the make or break card for uh, crystal beasts being a deck at all. My guess is not. Uh, unless the malefic rainbow dragon really does help. This is a good card though. Bounce effects. Bounce effects are solid. It does target though. So it's not really... Hmm. Yeah, target one card you control and one card in the field, so it's a target ability. Last SR is called Acid Trap Hole. This is an old TCG card. I remember it. Trap card, target one face up, one face down, defense position monster on the field, flip it face up, then destroy it if its defense is 2,000 or less, or return it face down if its defense is more than 2,000. So, pretty good turn one set. In a meta where people play a lot of face-down monsters. You can pretty much guarantee a monster is going to get destroyed. Um, 2,000 or less. It's kind of a cutoff. 
Alistair is 18, so that's not good enough. Yeah, Alistair is probably the biggest hit for this because sometimes people don't open up their hand and they set Alistair. That's a really common play. Um, those blue eyes monsters, though, it doesn't really matter. Like they want to get destroyed. Those eggs, they just want to get destroyed. So this is not good in this meta right now. I want to say, but it could be something down the line when more cards are set. It's pretty good turn one play. Otherwise, it doesn't really like. Problem with this is it has to be like a turn one play. Otherwise, no one's supposed to be setting up defense, I think. So, those are all the URs and SRs from this box. Let's get into the next archetype, which are the Malefics. We'll talk about all the Malefic cards right now. Uh, Synchro Monster, Malefic Paradox Dragon, level 10 Dark Dragon Synchro requires Malefic Parallel Gear and a non-tuner Malefic Monster, 4,000-4,000. When this card is Synchro Summoned, you can select one Synchro Monster in either player's graveyard, special summon it. When, oh, there can only be one face-up Malefic Paradox Dragon on the field. If Malefic World is not face-up on the field, destroy this card. So this is probably one of the reasons why you would play this deck at all. Um, very easy to set up with Malefic Paradox Gear. It's steal an opponent's Synchro Monster from the graveyard. It's a little situational based on game state. And chances are it's probably like Black Rose Dragon, but um, it's kind of like a game-ending ability. That card swings, this one ends the duel. And given how easy it is to do with the gear, um, this is definitely one of the ones you want to do. You do need the field spell, though, so they need that consistency of having Malefic World on the board. That's one of the limitations that really hurts this deck, but that's how they roll. They're really boomer bust. Really strong monsters, really strong abilities. They need that field spell though. Malefic Parallel Gear. This is the other this is the tuner. Level two dark machine tuner, no stats. When using this card as synchro material, the other synchro material is one malefic monster in your hand. Yes, so the first gear sets up this one. You get a level 8, you make your level 10, hopefully you have a field spell, and that's it. Hopefully that's the game. So when you're playing against Malefics, this is the card you want to flip face down. They use their summon on the first guy. You flip this one over, and then they're done. They can't do anything. Malefic Truth Dragon. Dark, level 12, dragon, 5,000, 5,000. Cannot be normal summoned or set, must be special summoned by its own effect, and cannot be special summoned by other ways. If a Malefic Monster you control is destroyed, uh, sorry, if a Malefic Monster you control except for this one is destroyed by battle or card effect, you can pay half your life points, special summon this card from your hand or graveyard. There can only be one Malefic Monster in the field. If there is no face-up spell card in the field, destroy this card. If this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle, destroy all face-up monsters your opponent controls. This is kind of like, you know, crazy. Um... If Maleficus get dangerous, you're going to want to banish or anything, because this could just be in their hand. Again, this could clog up the hand. You don't want too many of these, but then it's 5,000, 5,000. How can you not have these? You definitely need that consistency. This is probably one I would just have, like, one of, and then you would just tutor it whenever you need it, or you feel like you're in trouble and you need to get a 5,000 beater on the board. Very dangerous card. Could be discarded and come out of the graveyard trick your opponent too, so that's another way to get this guy on the board. Skipping the triple Ds. Malefic World, this is the field spell. While this card is face up on the field, you can activate this effect instead of conducting your normal draw during your draw phase. Choose three Malefics from your deck. Have your opponent pick one at random, add it to your hand, shuffle the rest. So basically, with this field spell, you skip your draw. You get any of your monsters. No, you get any card. So this is pretty good. You get 33% chance to get whatever you want. Sometimes this is like a bingo machine go where you could just pick up three blue eyes or three dragon spirit of whites. That's usually how it went. Pick three of the same monster or two in one. So you maximizes the chances of getting that what you want. This does replace the draw phase though. So it requires a bit of decision making. So prepare for some long games against Malefic uh, players. Next card is Malefic Selector spell card. Banish two Malefic monsters in your graveyard. Add two Malefic cards from your deck to your hand, except for this one. Uh, with different names from each other from the banished cards, you can activate one per turn. You 
probably don't need the Malefics in the graveyard, so this is this cost would this is like a plus one because this is your cost. You're not gonna reuse the other monsters. So your draw two, it's a plus one. Uh, a bit late game though. This doesn't fit with Malefics, I feel like. I feel like there's kind of late game. This is like a late game card, and there's aggro. They want to end the game with their 4,000, 5,000 beaters. I think that's what holds this card back. Might see like one or two make make it into the deck. We'll see. Malefic Claw Stream Trap Card. Activate only if you control a face-up Malefic Monster. Select one monster your opponent controls and destroy it. Decent card. Um... Or not having a cost besides having that monster. A little win more because the monsters just straight up break and you just need one to end the duel. So it's a little win more. Um, but it's the problem with this card is that I've said this with the Earthbound Immortals. The problem is it does nothing except take up a deck slot if you don't have a field spell. Like you're going to need this deck at 20 cards. And this is just going to do nothing in the meantime. So take what you will of this. That always limits a deck down. Next card is Malefic Divide. We're back. We're in the ends now. Those were ours. Where is Malefic Divide? I see Malefic Tune. Here we go. It's a quick play spell. Um, target one malefic monster in your graveyard. Special summon it. Ignoring its summoning conditions. Its effects are negated. Banish it during the end phase. Um, this is like a last resort to get an extra attack. So let's say your monsters get cleared by... Um, Drowning Mirror Force. And you have one in your graveyard. You bring it out. Hit for 4,000. Last resort. Logs up the deck, kind of like the previous card. And finally, Malefic Tune, trap card. If a face of Malefic monster you control is destroyed by battle or card effect, draw two cards. If a face up Malefic monster you control is destroyed while this is in your graveyard, banish this from the graveyard, add a Malefic monster from your deck to your hand. You can use each effect once per turn. So given the field spell's ability to draw Malefics, this card probably isn't needed. Given the situational nature of it, you could just draw whatever you want. You only need to draw two. Um, it's a similar card as that Lunalite card that uh, where they're in the moon. But there's more stakes in getting Malefic World out. So any deck that's not getting in the way of the Field Spell or the Tutor are not really necessary. So that's kind of what holds the deck building back, I guess, that... Uh, certain cards will hold the deck back because they get in the way of the field spell being drawn. Just because of time considerations, I think I am going to just talk about the Dino Wrestlers. And then I will, next episode, we'll move on to the Double Ds and the Cybers. That'll make more sense. So there's four Dino Wrestler cards in the R's and N's, and they still look like an incomplete archetype based on what we have here. But of course, they're going to make you fish through this box to make some other future archetype work. Dino Wrestler, Marsho, and Kylo. This disturbs me because so when I was a kid, I was really into dinosaurs. I always called it Ankylosaurus, like A-N-K-L-Y-O. It's Ankylo, Ankylosaurus. That sounds completely different. Changes me. Anyways, Dino Wrestler Marshall Ankylo. Earth Dinosaur, level 2, 1000, 0. During damage calculation of another Dino Wrestler, you control battles and opponents' monster. You can quick effect. Send this card from your hand or field to the graveyard. That monster cannot be destroyed by battle. Also, the attack of the opponent's battling monster is halved until the end of the damage step. During the end phase, if this card is in the graveyard, because it was sent there from the field this turn, you can special summon it, but banish it when it leaves the field. You can use this effect once per turn. This is a hand trick. It will protect your attacker, which was Kaipoera, and have that enemy's monster in half without targeting. That's huge. And it also comes back for one turn only, and then you could also reuse it 
uh, suppose it doesn't get destroyed that turn. So this is how they would survive, how that Kaipoera Raptor would survive that attack, just being an 1800. Dino Wrestler Marshall Ampel, level 1, Earth Dinosaur 600 zero. During battle, uh, during damage calculation, if you control, if your other Dino Wrestler monster battles an opponent's monster with equal or higher attack, quick effect, send this card from your hand or field to the graveyard. For that battle, your opponent, your monster cannot be destroyed, and the battle damage you take is halved. When an opponent's monster declares an attack, you can banish this from your graveyard. Add a Dino Wrestler from your deck to your hand, except for this one. You can use this effect once per turn. This is less good than Ankylo because. Um, all you do is you survive the battle and you don't win the battle. It doesn't reduce that monster's attack in half. You just lose fewer life points. And I suppose you could have both of them in the deck to increase your consistency, but you would just go with the better one typically. This does have a tutor effect though, and it's in the graveyard. You could just add a Dino Wrestler from your deck to your hand. So there's a little bit of card advantage there. It's the only advantage it has over the Ankylo. In the ends, we have two cards. Dino Wrestler Escrima Mamenchi, level 6 dinosaur, 2200 attack, 0 defense. If you control a Dino Wrestler monster, you can normal summon this card without tributing. During your turn, if your opponent special summons a monster while this card is in your graveyard, except during the damage step, you can target a level 4 or lower Dino Wrestler in your graveyard, special summon it, then add this to your hand. You can use this effect once per turn. It's like a situational 2200 attack, like normal monster beater. That's level 6, it could come out for more. That's useful for uh, synchro summoning if you do. If this does turn out to be a synchro deck, you've got 6 stars here. Um, extra abilities to facilitate monsters out of the graveyard as well. Finally, Dino Wrestler Rambrachio, level 5, Earth Dinosaur, 1600 attack, 0 defense. That looks like a luchador. When you're. Dino Wrestler Monster inflicts battle damage to your opponent. You can special summon this card from your hand in defense. You can only use this effect once per turn. Your opponent cannot target other Dino Wrestlers you control with card effects. This makes your Dino Wrestlers untargetable, which is useful in some regards. Um, it does come out in zero defense, though, so it doesn't really leave much room to, to stay on the board. Archetype isn't really a thing yet, so we don't really know how good this card is at all. My guess is this card is on the outside looking in when you're building these decks. We're going to have to wait for more support from this archetype. That is it for this box for now. Next week, um, assuming there is time, I think there's going to be time, we will move on to the double Ds. The main PvE event this week is Duelist Chronicles uh, 5Ds, Attack of the Dark Signers. Kind of the end of Season 1 thing I think um, I really don't know 5D's lore I think it's the end of season 1 it's the second half and it could have been the whole season I don't really know it's after Yusei beats Jack in that cup and then they have this tournament they have this arc 5D's only two seasons so um yeah, let's just, let's just call it the second half of season one. And they I actually had to watch all the cutscenes because I didn't know what was going on, so I, I had to um I had to learn. I knew some of what, what happened, but I had to learn. And they made some improvements to this event. Uh they've been making improvements to PvE, which I like. And they show you uh what your next reward is. Um shoot I'm blanking here. I don't like they had too they had too many cutscenes with the 3D animations that kind of got in the way. Um, it takes forever to farm those dice. That's another complaint. I'm still not even done with my fourth one where I get a, a free majestic star dragon, so I'm still doing that. It's a bit of a grind, but uh, given quarantine, uh, I think everyone has time to get through this event. I I don't think there's an excuse for it right now. <laughs> so let's get to the cards. Majestic Star Dragon, level 10, Dragon Synchro, requires Majestic Dragon, Stardust Dragon, and a non-tuner monster, which has has to be level 1, just from the rules. 3,800 attack, 3,000 defense. 
During either player's turn, when your opponent activates a card or effect, you can tribute this card, negate the activation, and if you do, destroy all cards your opponent controls. Once per turn, you can target one face-up monster your opponent controls, negate its effects until the end of the turn, and you can activate one of its effects as this card's effect this turn. Uh, during the end phase, you target one Stardust Dragon in your graveyard, return this card from the field to the extra deck, and then special summon that target. It's OP. Um, what else to say? Your opponent activates a card or effect. You can tribute it and negate it. Then you could destroy all cards your opponent controls. So that's kind of the goal. Even if this being a 3800 on the board, you do that, they're done. Um, unless they have some kind of follow-up of some back row. Uh, once per turn, you can target a face-up monster your opponent controls, negate its effects. And then you can also steal its effects. So it's kind of like, um, there's a blue eyes card that negates effects, I believe. I'm not sure it's blue eyes. It's some meta card that negates effects, but this one can also steal its effects, which is super big. And then you could also target Stardust in your graveyard and return it. So that's useful if you use it for that sec first ability where you blow up their board. Now, of course, the big problem with this card and why it won't be competitive, it's such a good card, it won't be competitive because you require those specific pieces. You need the Majestic Dragon, you need the Stardust, you need that level 1 non-tuner. Stardust it's, is probably the limitation because it's thanks to the skill you can get Majestic Dragon out. You can probably cheat out a level 1 non-tuner for free somehow. Stardust Dragon requires a level 8 Synchro Summon, which isn't the easiest. Level 7s are a lot easier than level 8s. So if it was like Black Rose, that would have been really cool. But not. So it's it requires Stardust Dragon. And when you have a full board of 3 monsters, I've done this with uh, Crystron, Quadrian, Yandrix, when you have Raiden, Lumina, and Plague Spreader. They can mess you up at any turn. Sometimes they don't flip one of them face down or disrupt one of them. And that's when you know you've got it. And here, you're, it's even more steps. You need to get Stardust out. That's 3 plus 5, 4 plus 4, whatever. And then you need those other two guys. So there's too many ways to mess up to make this playable, I think. There's going to be dedicated decks trying to do it. And it's going to be expensive because you also need Stardust Dragon. There has to be a way to cheat out Stardust Dragon... Like, um, there's a really bad trap card called Descendant Lost Star. Something like that, where you could just cheat it out. Who cares if Starless Dragon doesn't use his abilities, you're just using as material for this card. So I think you need something like Descendant Lost Star to do it. So the specific tuner is called Majestic Dragon, level 1. Dragon Tuner 00 cannot be used as synchro material except for the synchro summon of a Majestic Monster. So there's only two Majestic Monsters in Duel Links. We just got the Star Dragon. There's a Red Dragon Archfiend um, version that we don't have. So this card only has one use to get Majestic Star Dragon out right now. And further, it has no abilities. It's a tuner with no stats, can't special summon, nothing. The good thing about Majestic Dragon is that there's a skill. So there's a skill after May 2nd. For Jack and Yusei on Majestic Light. And be used by returning one tuner monster in your hand to your deck. Play a Majestic Dragon from your deck. The skill can only be used once per turn. Okay. That's one step in Majestic Star Dragon. You could cheat out this guy for free. So it's it's like he has an ability. Um, you can use it once per turn, which is kind of big. So... They're really trying to get you to get Majestic Star Dragon out. It seems like it's a challenge. It's like a deck building challenge that they gave you. Like, get this OP card on the field and go. But the Malefics can kind of deal with um, the Malefics we talked about. Can kind of deal with Majestic Star Dragon. They're the one archetype that can deal with him. We'll see. Uh, other cards. Yeah, these are all repeated cards. Jester Queen. Oh, so one of these rewards is Jester Queen. If you didn't get that from the Duel Carnival. And that goes right in line with Doug's casual deck of the week. Doug Damon Duel's here. He's got a cheese deck with Jester Queen and a ton of equipped spells. 
In case you don't know, Jester Queen, when it's normal special summon, destroy all cards in your spell or trap zone. If you control no other monsters, this card can attack a number of times each battle phase up to the number of cards in your spell or trap zone. So, cards hitting in multiple times, and then you throw in equip spells that boost it, you're getting a lot. So, Doug Dimmitduel is here. Deck, he says this deck's really good in PvE. Check it out right here. Hey there, this is Doug Demidul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. So this week, we're going to roll with something a little bit different because uh, everybody is probably going crazy over the new box. There's a lot of really cool archetypes in it, and uh, honestly, I'm going to save my gems for the next mini box because it's probably going to be absolutely terrible in that next mini box, but that's the kind of jam that I like getting myself into. So what I want to do is run a deck that's eh, a little on the expensive side, depending on what you have or don't have, but it's pretty cheesy. Like it's just, it's just a straight up cheese deck that, um, uh, from a PVE standpoint is extremely effective against really any deck that you're going against with, uh, uh, one of the standard duelists, or if you're doing some of these theme duels, whatever it is, but the whole deck revolves around Jester Queen. Now, Jester Queen, if this card is normal or special summoned, you destroy all cards in your spell and trap zone. If you control no other monsters, for each card in your spell and trap zone, this card gains one additional attack during the battle phase. So, having Jester Queen only level 2 with 800 attack doesn't seem like much being able to attack, uh, you know, up to 3 more times or 4 more times. Or I think it's only 3 more times because spell and trap zone doesn't include the field zone, if I recall. So what I do is I just run a deck with Jester Queen and a crap ton of equip spell cards. I'm talking Mage Power. I'm talking Power of the Guardians. You know, the one equip spell card that you keep on tacking on uh, spell counters every time the card is is uh, going you know into an attack, receiving or giving an attack, uh, increasing by 500 points and protects it from getting popped. Really, really good card. Uh, you know, the Axe of Despair, just a quick 1,000 uh, uh, attack boost, which is fantastic. And then just for good measure, some Black Pendants in case they get uh, destroyed. You can still burn your opponent for 500 life points. So um, really, it's just throw in whatever equip spell cards you want, but just run like half the deck as equip spell cards, or a little bit more than half. Uh, the way that I have it straight uh, laid out right now is 11 equip spell cards and just 9 monsters. The 9 monsters include Jester Queen, because there's 3 copies of that, Three copies of Mystic Tomato, and then three copies of Sangin. All of these other two cards, both Sangin and Mystic Tomato, allow you to search out your Jester Queen. Of course, Mystic Tomato automatically special summons it into attack position on your field. So, you know, you just got to make sure you're playing your life points correctly. But with Sangin, it allows you to search out your Jester Queen to add to your hand. Now, what skill do I like to run with this deck? I like to run Restart. So if I don't necessarily have uh, any monsters, because that's kind of one of the biggest risks of a deck like this, is opening up with all equipped spell cards and not really being able to do anything with it, eh, just use the Restart uh, skill, and you'll ho hopefully open up with at least one monster, and then the rest should be equipped spell cards. Really go to town on this. It's just amazing, especially when you could get Power of the Guardians equipped to your Jester Queen, because say that Jester Queen could attack three or four times over the course of the same turn, you're talking about 500 attack increase each time this monster attacks. So uh, it just increases the attack power of Jester Queen very rapidly and very quickly. This is just a lethal OTK type of deck. But just remember, when you're attacking with Jester Queen, it has to be the only monster on the field in order to attack multiple times. If you're sitting there and maybe you have another Mystic Tomato or a Sangin on the field, or maybe if you have two Jester Queens, it's going to negate the effect. So just make sure that uh, this is the only monster you have on your side of the field. I know it's a high-risk, high-reward type of deck, but it's very quick. It's very effective, and um, yeah, it really, really helps me just skate through uh, just about any PvE event uh, with ease, relatively. So, uh, anyway, that's kind of it. I know it's a very short, uh, short deck, but it's um, 
yeah, it's just really fun. So again, my final layout is three Sangins, three Mystic Tomatoes, three Jester Queens, three Acts of Despairs, three Mage Power, three Power of Guardians, and then only two Black Pendants to round things out to my 20-card deck using the skill restart. It's, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I recommend trying this one out when you have a chance to in the uh, PvE environment. Super casual, if I do say so myself. That's why I think it's a great deck for this uh, this little segment. So, anyway, enjoy the new box and play this older deck. Uh, you'll have fun either way. So, that's it for this time. I will see you in the next one. Take care. Alright, thanks Doug. And you check out Doug's decks on this podcast every week and also his own Twitter account, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. Upcoming news for May. Uh, it's really happening. May is happening. DD Castle Emergence, the, the final... Uh, the It's like a year-long absence of DD events, but here it is. DD Castle Emergence. Dual Quest is here. Blair Flanagan returns new skill happily ever after with new cards. Mid-May, Evolve Tasselberry, new Evolve Tile cards. Mid-May, Dark Signer, Rex Goodwin is retired. Late May, Obtain a Legendary Duelist. There's a lot of debate about who this is. It's either Yugi or Aigami. So there's a neat new uh, DSOD character for us to speed through. 35 levels with events called Raid Duel, Dimensional Disaster, Buster Gindle, the Cubic Behemoth. Late May, Duelist Challenges, and Late May, Four guides mission bingo. We just got bingo right now, so I don't know if it got moved up. I think did they just move up the bingo because we just got it this morning. So it's kind of strange that they're doing it twice in a month. I think something's wrong. They moved up the bingo. Anyways, <laughs> we, we don't know where the bingo is. Um, that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, uh, we didn't cover every card. From uh, Truth Universe, we'll get to those Double Ds and Cybers cards next week. Also, the May 2020 Ranked Rewards will also be covered next week. There's going to be something tricky there. Um, check out this podcast and more if you like it. Uh, just search the Dual Assessment. You'll find it anywhere. All these notes are on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at the dualassessment at gmail.com. Or you could follow me on Twitter dual underscore assessment or my own account at green ranger ccg all right thanks for listening everyone enjoy the new box if you're buying it uh chill with your gems if you're not stay safe see you next week